Welcome to the SCORE Life and Health Innovation Podcast, where we explore how innovation is driving change around the world in our life and health ecosystem. My name is Thorsten Hefer, and I'm your host for today. Our world is changing rapidly, and we want to come together with you to explore those changes and embrace transformation with SCORE. As one of the world's largest reinsurers, SCORE provides insurance companies with diverse and innovative solutions focused on the art and science of risk. Combining technical expertise and experience, SCORE leverages global know-how in over 80 countries focused on the life and health insurance industry. My name is Thorsten Hefer and I'm the head of business development in the German life reinsurance market SCORE located at Cologne. I'm talking today with Björn Zollenkopf, the Managing Director of Check24 Comparison Portal for Life Insurance. Björn, I'm very happy that you could make time for this episode of our podcast. Hello. Hi, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Could you, could you please say a few words about yourself uh, for, for starting and introduce Check24 to our listeners, also our international listeners? Yes, absolutely. So I guess um, most people in Germany know Check24. So we are the leading comparison portal or leading aggregator in Germany, not only for insurances, but also for loans, for energy, telco, travel, shopping, and, and also professional services, actually. So you can book your wedding photographer or your personal trainer with Check24. So I'm heading Check24 Vorsorge area, so the life insurance business. And before I came to Check24, like eight years ago, I was a management consultant with Kinsey Company and primarily served insurance companies and banks. And before that, I studied business administration, economics and politics, and I'm holding a PhD in empirical capital market science. Okay, so that's a, that's a wide range of, of topics, actually, <laughs> that you've covered. And yeah, so very interesting. We are talking, but we're talking today really about a special sales campaign that we mm -hmm. designed uh, together, mm -hmm. a special project where we combined term life sales on the Check24 platform yeah. with the idea to incentivize healthy behavior of the policyholders. And all that was done with SCORE's so-called biological age model, BAM, sometimes called mm -hmm. also <laughs> internally. And I just for, for introduction to our listeners, I think I'm, I'm going to, to present this uh, the sales campaign very shortly. Yes, mm -hmm. And then we're talking about that, how it was really done. The sales campaign was done in cooperation with an app provider, Fuel. And the Fuel app was used for measuring the user's healthy minutes and steps. And uh, for us, it was really important to win Check24 as a cooperation partner. It really made a huge difference for us in shaping the project and also winning four notable German term life insurers to participate in the activity. And the general idea, just very shortly, was to test behavioral insurance as a sales incentive. Mm -hmm. We wanted to keep the hurdles for the participating insurers very low and, and set up the incentives on top of existing unchanged tariffs. So. We wanted to avoid regulatory uh, topics, uh, long development periods, and so on. And for this, we set up step and healthy minute goals measured over a period of just one year. So if an end customer meets the goals after one year, he is rewarded with annual cashbacks over the next 10 years of the policy term 
with a maximum cashback of 150 euro. So there were some regulatory topics why we had to spread this over 10 years. Yeah. Let's let's see later about that. And all this was done in, in two consecutive campaigns, so marketing campaigns in 2022. We called them fit in den Frühling and fit in den Sommer in German. So that would translate roughly as uh, get fit in spring and get fit in summer on, on your platform. Mm-hmm. In the first action, get fit in spring, we set very ambitious goals. So the user had to, or the, the customer had to achieve 10,000 steps or alternatively 60 healthy minutes on five over seven days for one year. So that's about 260 days per year. So that's a lot of, of steps. And, and persons reaching this ambitious goal, we knew from our data that uh, that had a clear influence on mortality. So we could also justify the cashbacks. And the second campaign, uh, Get Fit in Summer, we lowered that goal to something more achievable. And and yeah, we lowered it to several steps, actually. So you could achieve 5,000 steps or 30 healthy minutes, or then uh, 7,000, I think 7,500 steps and uh, 45 minutes, Mm -hmm. or the full activity, 10,000 steps, 60 healthy minutes. And we had uh, cashbacks according to the level the end customer yeah. reached. So that's the two campaigns. Okay, so now let's come to the real questions to you, uh, Björn. Uh, <laughs> let's start with something very simple. What What did you think of the concept when we presented it the first time, discussed the first ideas, and what appealed to you? So so actually, when you presented the concept of, of BAM, of the biological age model, and also when we talked about how such a campaign could look like I really loved the idea, you know, like getting into this uh, behavioral economics, behavioral insurance. So it's it's really in, in term life, it's not really only about uh, convincing people that it really makes sense to get this kind of insurance. For example, uh, if they have a, f- a family and family, of course, is dependent on the income. So it's not only about this, it's, it's more about, you know, like getting people really activated to do the insurance, to really get the contract. So people, we are, we are seeing people who consider this for months and even years, but don't come to the point where they really close the contract. So mm-hmm. for us, it's, it's really nice to have, you know, like a campaign and, and kind of a positive activation to really get into contact with people and saying, okay, now it's really the time to also think about term life insurance. So from this perspective, it was very appealing to have like a nice and interesting program, interesting campaign. But on the second hand, for me, it was intuitively clear that it could also make a difference for the insurance company, mainly for two reasons. First, of course, we think and we hope that we can change behavior with such a program. So people really trying to get each day the 10,000 steps or the 60 minutes and also getting, you know, like into new routines and seeing the effect and seeing on the app that they're progressing well. So we can really make a make a difference for personal lives with this. And secondly, of course, for the insurance company, it has a positive impact on health and in the end on mortality. So I think it, it completely makes sense for an insurer to go to such a program. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the end, we also generate a really unique data set with uh, such a campaign and with the customer participating in such a program. 
yeah, that's something we also had in mind. <laughs> that we thought, you know, <laughs> let's really test it, let's really measure it. Yeah. Uh, but you, you mentioned uh, changing the behavior of the end customer. That's a dream we all had in the beginning, I think. I'm, I'm not sure if we really succeeded in that, <laughs> but, but maybe I, let's. I'm let's not sure see either. We, so uh, yeah. I think we will have to see in the end. Uh, when we when we do have the final data after you know like uh, after the program ran for one year, I think we do have a couple of cases where we clearly see that this is uh, especially the intention. So, for example, people with really high BMIs and also uh, smoking habits, and also I mean we were talking uh, also to many uh, of the people you know like in our customer consultants we're, we're talking to them and discussing which tariff makes sense and how to really do the protection. So we were talking to many people. So we do have clearly these people who had, you know, like the wish changing their behavior. I mean, let's see in the end if they succeeded. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When you when you presented this to the participating insurers, um, I mean, at first we discussed, you know, will we get any an insurer on board for this activity? And we presented it to some of them or you did a lot of the presentations also. I, I had the impression the selected insurers responded quite well. At first, we were afraid. You know, are we getting? Yeah. <laughs> will, will we will we get two insurers to participate? And then in the end, we got four. So, what do you think convinced them? And how was it yeah. talking to them? I mean, so I think I mean you know like from a from a concept perspective, what we just discussed, you know, like changing behavior. But uh, also what we didn't mention so far is, is also the positive selection effect, right? The people who are healthier already are more attracted to this program. So these effects, um, this wasn't really something we had to convince the insurers. So they all thought about, yes, that absolutely makes sense. And they could imagine that this works out. So it was more about, you know, like discussing how to get it done. So I think, um, as you already mentioned, it was really important to keep the tariffs unchanged for the moment for such a campaign and really have procedures and a program on top of the um, campaign or on top of the tariff just for the campaign. And it also makes sense, you know, like that we had just, I think in the end, uh, almost four months where we run those two campaigns. So it was also clearly a limited amount of time where we could just, you know, like try and see how people would react and how the, the data would be like in the end. And the outcome in the end, I mean, you did a lot of uh, end customer consulting. I was really impressed of all the activity that you put up, you know, to convince uh, the customers of the campaigns. How did the outcome differ from your original expectations? So I think what was really surprising is that we clearly saw the effects of the positive selection in the data. I mean, right from the beginning, basically, we could see that we did have a larger share of people who were not smoking. We had higher share of actually women protecting themselves. Mm -hmm. And also the BMI was clearly um, lower than before and also after the campaign. So this were clear indications that we did see a positive selection effect. So that was really a clear outcome. Were there things that were really different from your original expectations? So maybe one thing that we already see in the data, which was different, is first of all, we expected that really a lot of or most people who would buy such a contract would also participate in the in the campaign. And then only a few, a lower number would really be interested and really 
uh, be active and do the steps and do the health minutes. So that was what we actually expected. It was a little bit different. So what we saw is that basically only those people who were really interested also took part in the campaign, but those people were really, really active. And mm -hmm. they really achieved or are currently a huge proportion of them are currently on the way of achieving the goals. So that was really surprising how active they were or currently are. Yeah, so that's uh, that, that points a bit in the direction that we don't really change the behavior of the people participating. I mean, they were seem to be very active persons, but we somehow still changed the customers that were attracted by the tariffs and by the campaign. Yep. So we had really healthier customers there. Yeah, that's that's very absolutely. But but what we can also see in the first data is that also during the campaign, some at least some of the participants are changing their behavior. So, ah. for example, in the in the campaign Get Fit in Summer, um, we see that even the level is increasing. So the activity ah. level is even increasing over time. So this is particularly interesting because we, as you just explained in the beginning, we had lower boundaries in the Fit uh, Get Fit in Summer uh, campaign compared to the spring campaign. So even though we had lower boundaries, we saw that people in the summer campaign were more active and over time are getting increasingly active. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's, it's really early um, to think about or to see the, those data and those effects. So we really have to, to wait until the full year is over, but that's at least very promising first results. Yeah, I mean, it's it's promising that the steps don't drop after one month of activity, you know, <laughs> so that, that would have been a yeah. bit disappointing. <laughs> Absolutely. If people just try it for like a couple of weeks and then drop it completely, that would have been really disappointing. So we see we see the, the opposite. Yeah, that's really a great effect. Let's come to another topic closely related. We are conducting annual consumer studies and customer studies via our company Remark called the Global Consumer Studies. Mm -hmm. And we always ask for worldwide insurance knowledge and behavior. And we see that worldwide more and more people, so around two thirds even, are willing to share health data. And they're using wearables or plan to buy wearables to improve their health monitoring. So that's really a big topic for many people worldwide. But when we look at the German data, the willingness to share wearable data with insurers is still quite low. So yeah. there it's among the lowest in the world, actually. So it's it's only a little above one third. Mm. Now we're here testing campaigns, you know, for behavioral <laughs> insurance. D do you see this as an as an outlook topic? Do you expect a similar trend in Germany that we get more and more interest in this? things or is that still a long way to go? What what do you believe? So I, I think it's quite a way to go, but I also think that it's really getting more and more interesting. So it's, it's clearly, as you said, data protection in Germany is, is still a huge topic. And even though we set up the campaign that the insurance company itself wouldn't see any data from the activities or just, you know, like on an aggregate level, so not, not any individual data, even though there were quite some customers who were not willing to participate in, in such a program. So this is still a huge topic. Uh, on the other hand, there were also many people saying, okay, interesting program, but at the moment I'm, I'm too busy with other stuff. So I wouldn't be able to concentrate on, you know, like activity and more sports and more 
taking more steps and more health minutes. Also for those um, who actually didn't take part in the campaign right now, they were still interested in the topic and said, okay, um, at a further step, I might be taking part or um, in general, I'm interested in also variables and seeing how I'm progressing on my goals. So I think in general, it's, it's a way to go, but I do think that it's clear interest from the customer as well as for insurance companies also to think about such uh, terrorism and such programs in the future. And then maybe the incentive was just too low. Do you have indications for that, that uh, with a yeah. higher incentive, uh, we could have done more? Or is is that not really the point? I, I think it is, it is one of the points, absolutely. So as you just mentioned before in Germany, we do have the regulation that we were not allowed to give more cashback uh, higher than 15 euros per year. So we really had to stretch it for 10 years and saying, okay, for 10 years, each year you're getting 15 euros. So even though 150 euros are really, really nice incentive also compared to the premiums have to pay for the term life insurance, and many people thought, okay, over 10 years, it's not, not such a big number, 15 euros each year. So it would be in, in our opinion and what we heard from a customer, it would have been even more successful if you were able to, you know, like really give the cash back within a shorter time, you know, like next year or stretched over like two or three years or something like that or if you were able to incentivize the campaign with the variable itself so mm -hmm. if people would get you know like a watch a, a tracker health tracker whatever um, that goes hand in hand with the campaign then i think even more people would have been willing to take part yeah but maybe that's that wasn't possible for a first test you know yeah. because we wanted to stay very light and of course yeah, we need exactly. to think uh, you know does it make sense to really change the tariffs uh, in that direction is the incentive strong enough but yeah let's see what the data reveal and i think it was a very good start to get first customer reactions and really test the thing Absolutely, absolutely. So, I mean, just as you mentioned, if insurance company came to the to the conclusion to really build a tariff around this, then probably uh, more things would be possible. Mm -hmm. So, okay, we're now approaching the end of our interview already. Uh, so maybe just a short question for wrapping up. Björn, what remains most in your memory about these campaigns? Uh, what are your lessons learned? I think it was very interesting for me um, to also get into those data, the, the BAM model, the healthy minutes concept, and also to a little bit to elaborate on, you know, like behavioral economics, behavioral effects, how you can nudge the customer a little bit into more activity. Those stuff uh, were really interesting also to think about. I mean, it's also uh, not a usual campaign that we are talking first to a reinsurance company and then to insurers to set up such a campaign. So that was really a great experience. And I mean, on a personal level, I actually am looking more into my personal activity and personal <laughs> um, steps I'm taking, how many steps I'm taking each day. And actually, I also, I'm also doing some of these little tricks from the behavioral science. So, for example, I get off the, the tube, the underground one uh, station earlier and walk uh, the rest home. So stuff like that, I'm, I've already adopted to my personal life. So... Uh, yeah, I think we all did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. So I mean, when we were discussing the campaign, everybody of us was, you know, like closely watching how many steps are we taking, how many healthy minutes uh, have we achieved. 
So it's really, it really at least had a pers- <laughs> an impact on my personal life. Absolutely. Great. I think I think that's a great, great point to stop the interview, Bjorn. Thanks a lot <laughs> for making time in this, you know, really busy time of the year. And yeah, hope to speak to you soon. Sure. Um, Thank you very much for having me. It was a pleasure. Thanks a lot. Thank you.